and the Holy Ghost, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Oh, that thou wouldst rend the heavens and come down, that the mountains might quake at thy presence, as when fire kindles brushwood and the fire causes water to boil, to make thy name known to thy adversaries, and that the nations might tremble at thy presence. When thou didst terrible things which we looked not for, thou camest down, the mountains quaked at thy presence. From of old no one has heard or perceived by the ear, no eye has seen a God besides thee, who works for those who wait for him. Thou meetest him that joyfully works righteousness, those that remember thee in thy ways. Behold, thou wast angry, and we sinned. In our sins we have been a long time, and shall we be saved? We have all become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous deeds are like a polluted garment. We all fade like a leaf, and our iniquities, like the wind, take us away. There is no one that calls upon thy name, that bestirs himself to take hold of thee. For thou hast hid thy face from us, and hast delivered us into the hand of our iniquities. Yet, O Lord, thou art our father. We are the clay, and thou art our potter. We are all the work of thy hand. Be not exceedingly angry, O Lord. And remember that iniquity forever. Behold, consider, we are all thy people. The word of the Lord.
a reading from 1 Corinthians. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I give thanks to the God always for you because of the grace of God which was given you in Christ Jesus, that in every way you were enriched in him with all speech and all knowledge, even as the testimony to Christ was confirmed among you, so that you are not lacking any spiritual gift as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will sustain you to the end, guiltless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful, by whom you were called into the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. The word of the Lord. thy spirit, the holy gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, according to St. Mark. Glory be to thee, O Lord. Jesus said, in those days after that tribulation, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light and the stars will be falling from heaven and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. And then they will see the son of man coming in clouds with great power and glory. And then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. From the fig tree, learn its lesson. As soon as its branch, as its branch becomes tender and puts forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that he is near at the very gates. Truly, I say to you, this generation will not pass away before all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Of that day or that hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Take heed, watch, for you do not know when the time will come. It is like a man going on a journey. When he leaves home and puts his servants in charge, each with his work, and commands the doorkeeper to be on the watch. Watch, therefore, for you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening, or at midnight, or at cockcrow, or in the morning, lest he come suddenly and find you asleep. And what I say to you, I say to all, watch. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise be to thee, Christ.
Well, Thanksgiving has come and gone. The Macy's Day Parade has marched its march. The Egg Bowl and the Iron Bowl for this year have been decided. Black Friday, with its promise of great deals and huge savings, has passed as well with, I think, a death toll of only two. So with all these things, the holiday season has come into its own for another year. Christmas music can now be heard on almost every radio station. Television is filled with Christmas movies. Stores are displaying Christmas scenes and selling Christmas wares. It's that most wonderful time of the year. And with every holiday season, there are the holiday oddities. Yesterday, as I was driving my family, I ran across a story on the radio. This from the American Family Association. They have compiled a list of corporations and companies who have been naughty and who have been nice. And they were kind enough to share it with their listeners. Now, that is to say the American Family Association has compiled a list of companies who actually use the words Merry Christmas And those who only use the words happy holidays. Companies willing to use the words Merry Christmas have been nice. They are more Christian than those who have been naughty. The pagan and godless companies who only use the words happy holidays. Now this debate and boycotting has evidently become an annual event. And it is an effort and an event in which I find great irony. Truth be told, I also find the arrogance and ignorance of the American Family Association frustrating. When I served at my last parish, St. John's in Aberdeen, Mississippi, I had many, many run-ins with the American Family Association. They were right up the road in Tupelo. They or their disciples would constantly dump boxes of religious tracts in St. John's and down the street in the Roman Catholic parish, warning all who would read the tract of the dangers of either being an Episcopalian or a Catholic. These tracts would warn the reader that we were not really Christian, that we were filled with superstition, filled with lies because of our sacramental worship, of how our adherents, therefore, were bound for hell. So now once a year... The same group who condemns Anglicans and Roman Catholics to hell for superstition and superstitious worship, for lies, mounts a campaign to keep Christ in Christmas. Now, the irony in this campaign is the word Christmas itself. The word Christmas was originally Christ's Mass. It was a corruption and shortening. Christ's Mass. Just like on the Feast of St. Michael, they use the word Michaelmas, Christ's Mass, the Mass for the Nativity of Jesus. This is the day sacrifices for the living and the dead are offered for Christ's Nativity. The day bread and wine are turned into the body and blood of Christ, Christ's Mass. Now, I don't think you could find, if you tried, a more superstitious or anti-evangelical word to describe the day. So, a group of people who spend most of their year 
working very hard to condemn sacramental Christians to save people from our church for a month or so take up the cause of sacramental Christians. The group who condemns those who use the word mass actually use the word mass. And they do so as a banner for the true Christian. Now, one would think they logically would launch a campaign to have everyone put a banner in the store window wishing Jesus a happy birthday or something of the sort. But Christ's Mass. And then for them to condemn those who use the words happy holidays is ironic as well. If you look at the word holiday, what it originally was and what we still use it as, it's a thoroughly Christian word. Holiday is a corruption of holy day. Holy days are, as our Book of Common Prayer defines it, Sundays and other days upon which the faithful are obliged to participate in the worship of God. Moreover, they are to abstain from those works and affairs which hinder the worship of God or those things to be rendered to God, the joy proper to the Lord's day, the suitable relaxation of mind and body. Sundays and other days upon which the faithful are obliged to worship God. So then a holiday, a holy day, is a day given over to God. To God's worship and to honoring Him by dedicating the day to Him. And it just so happens that Christmas tide, Christmas season is 12 days long. And within those 12 days there are four other major feasts. The Feast of St. John, our patron. The Feast of the Holy Innocents, St. Stephen's Day, the Circumcision of our Lord Jesus Christ, Holy Name Day. And at the end of those days is the Feast of the Epiphany when the wise men visit Jesus. Holy days. Happy holy days, as it were. Not happy holidays, happy holy days. Now admit, it's doubtful that many companies who use the word holiday mean to imply a joy-filled celebration of the Christian calendar. Most likely, they are indeed trying not to be offensive to those who do not claim the faith of Jesus. But merely putting up a banner that says, Merry Christian, Christmas does not make you Christian any more than using the words, Happy Holidays does not make you Christian. Fair to say the intent of many companies, most companies, worth their salt at least, is to make money. Not to win souls to Jesus Christ or to encourage people to keep holy the nativity of Jesus. Yet, in our society and culture, I think these companies do pick up on an authentic longing and authentic desire of the human heart. The essence of Christmas itself. They try to capture it. The ideal of peace on earth. The idea that someone or something loves us enough to become vulnerable and become one of us. The idea that joy is possible. The possibility of true peace and joy and happiness. These are the things for which every soul longs. Should be expected then that this ideal of Christmas bleeds over to the days and weeks before Christmas, bleeds over all the way to Thanksgiving. The hunger and desire for peace and joy, the desire to be loved, is greater than many of us will ever realize.
This bleeding over, however, makes it all the more difficult for us. Us gathered here this morning, beginning the season of Advent. A season that is said to be a season of self-denial, fasting, and preparation for the feast of Christmas. Advent is supposed to be about the business of preparing for Christ's second coming, preparing our souls for judgment, preparing our hearts for his nativity on Christmas Day. Advent calls us to greater works of charity and mercy, calls us to live outside ourselves. Advent calls us to greater devotion and prayer, to spend more time in the worship of God. Advent calls us to fasting and abstinence, to not concern ourselves with ourselves. We are called to slow down and make room in our hearts for Jesus to live. We are called to wait in expectation. Yet all around us, Christmas has come. All around us, Christmas is being celebrated as we speak. There is no more expectation. There is no slowing down. There is no waiting. The essential work of cleansing the soul and preparing and devotion and works of charity and mercy have been laid aside and forgotten altogether. The people rejoice, and they rejoice early in ideals that ironically need the work Advent gives and gives to us to be truly realized. The temptation is great to forego the things Advent calls us to. Great. I find myself wanting to get lost in Christmas music on the radio, turn it on and never turn it off. I find myself wanting to cut loose and celebrate whole heart, to give in and celebrate Christmas early and every day for a whole month. I find myself wanting to revel fully in Christmas before I walk through Advent. And I fail when I succeed, different parts. But there's one indulgence I take year after year. The lights. The lights of Christmas always draw me in. The lights call, beckon. And so year after year, my family gets in our car and we spend several Advent evenings driving around looking at Christmas lights. Through the parks, through the neighborhoods, the lights always make this time of year special. Some lights, soft and welcoming, casting an ethereal glow, dispelling the night's darkness with a warm peace and gentleness that melts anger. Other lights are wonderfully obnoxious. They would make Clark Griswold proud. They flash and twirl, reds and blues and yellows and purples, all working together, shattering the blackness of night. They always put a smile on your face, even if it's the most horrid thing you've ever seen, you smile. It always brings squeals of joy from the kids, as long as you don't live next door. (laughs) The lights of the season are symbols. They are symbols of the hope and the joy and the peace and the love this world craves and longs for. Now this morning our collect asked for God's grace to cast away the works of darkness, to put upon us the armor of light, the armor of light. What if, what if we could live lives so perfectly that we ourselves became light? 
What if we could become those symbols of hope and joy and peace and love and mercy this world craves and longs for? What if we could become that warm and welcoming glow? What if we could dispel the darkness around us with a warm and rich peace and gentleness? What if we could become that wonderfully obnoxious light? What if we could shatter the darkness with flashes, with twirls of light? Flashes and twirls that brought joy and love to others. This, beloved in the Lord Jesus Christ, is what Advent asks of us. To become the lights of Christmas. We are asked to put on the armor of light to be children of the day. We are asked to live lives that show to others where true and lasting peace where joy and love and mercy find their origin. And we do this by looking at our souls, examining ourselves, and where we're able and in want, devote ourselves to mercy and charity, live outside ourselves, help others, devote ourselves to the worship of God, make prayers and church highest priorities, devote ourselves to the principle of the love of God. To live lives of love and charity and concern for others first. So this Advent, my brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, let us not show others that we are true Christians by denouncing the wording of signs and sales and specials. Let us not show others we are true Christians by saying they are not. That does very little, if anything, to show others the love of God in Jesus Christ. Rather, let us amend our lives, let us examine our souls, let us increase our prayers and devotion, and through kindness and charity and through love, let us make ourselves ready for Christ to be born and live within our hearts more and more with each passing day, both on Christmas morning and when He comes again in glory. Let us pray together that we, we are able to to become the lights of Christmas, that we are able to put on the armor of light and cast away the works of darkness. Let us pray that we may shine like the lights we see all around us at night. Let us pray that we may warm the hearts of others and welcome them to a life lived within the love and mercy of Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit.
The prayers of the people are found on page 8 of the bulletin or in form 1 on page 383 of the Book of Common Prayer. With all our hearts and with all our mind, let us pray to the Lord, saying, Lord, have mercy. For the peace from above, for the loving kindness of God, and for the salvation of our souls, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the world, for the welfare of the Holy Church of God, and for the unity of all people, let us pray to the Lord. For Catherine, our presiding bishop, Duncan, our bishop, and Jeffrey, our priest, and for all clergy and people, let us pray to the Lord. For Barack, our president, Haley, our governor, and Melvin, our mayor, for all the leaders of the nations, and for all in authority, let us pray to the Lord. For Jones County and the city of Laurel, and for every city and community, and for those who live in them. Let us pray to the Lord. For seasonable weather and for an abundance of the fruits of the earth, let us pray to the Lord. For the good earth which God has given us and for the wisdom and the will to conserve it, let us pray to the Lord. For those who travel on land, on water, or in air, let us pray to the Lord. For those who suffer in mind, body, or spirit, especially Bonnie Adams, Connie Baxter, Janet Beals, Dewey Blackledge, Trudy Blanford, Janelle Bond, Beth Boyking, Lisa Bouchelon, Cesar Centeno, Lucia Seraldo, Brenda Day, Edward Daltrey, Sylvia Ellis, Bonnie Garner, Carol Henley, Bill Hersman, Clementa Ivanell, Leroy Jensen, Alice Carross, Betty Killen, Lynn Jenkins Lindsay, Mary Lou Lott, Mitch Malden, Randy Metters, Della McAllister, Jose McDaniel, Jean Miller, Austin Morgan, Jim Nybor, Cherie Parrish, Ashley Rogers, Reverend Nate Rowe, Casey Smith, Wendy Sneed, Ashley Taylor, Henry Temple, Joan Todd, Kitty Walkspack, and Shirley Waldrop. And for all who suffer from AIDS and other chronic illnesses, and those we remember now either silently or aloud, Let us pray to the Lord. For those who celebrate birthdays, especially Miranda McLaughlin and Thomas Rich, and for those celebrating anniversaries, especially L.H. and Connie Walker, let us pray to the Lord. For those with child, especially Allison Albritton, Heather Brown, LeClaire Davis, Jessica Dees, Maggie Farrell, Karen Fitzgerald, Elizabeth Hancock, Elizabeth Lindsay, Amanda Kennedy, Jennifer Malone, Lynn Willever, and Casey Gibbs Whitson. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord 
for the poor and the oppressed, for the unemployed and the destitute, for prisoners and captives, and for all who remember and care for them. Let us pray to the Lord. For all who have died in the hope of the resurrection, let us pray to the Lord. For deliverance from all danger, violence, oppression, and degradation, let us pray to the Lord. For the men and women of our armed forces at home and abroad, especially John Asbell, Louisa Balthazard, Chase Bradshaw, Michael Bueller, Mark Carter, Melissa Kleckler, Stan Harris, Jay Holloway, Scott Howell, Eric Jamilio, Walton Lucky, Bailey Lutz, Calvin Powell, R.P. Powell, Harold Russell, Michael Thomas, Joe Vinson, Kerry Walker, James Warner, Mark Waters, Wyatt Welch, and Joshua Yarborough. Let us pray to the Lord. For the absolution and remission of our sins and offenses, let us pray to the Lord. That we may end our lives in faith and hope, without suffering and without reproach. Let us pray to the Lord. Defend us, deliver us, and in thy compassion protect us, O Lord, by thy grace. In the communion of St. John and all of all thy saints, let us commend ourselves and one another and all our life to Christ our God.
Bible, we will continue and start back up the Lady Bible study. We're still looking uh, at the Didache, that early Christian document. That's at 9 a.m. on Tuesday. Uh, Wednesday night, we will resume confirmation class as well, and that begins at 6.30 in the parish hall. Uh, so please make note of those things. I'd also like to point your attention to Family Connections. Uh, our Advent tree is up, and on this we have, uh, I think, 20 families uh, whom this parish adopts. They're different every year. It's not 20 families. Uh, but these are bedded to the, our, uh, to the soup kitchen. Uh, we have, we've had a long-standing relationship uh, with them, and we continue to deepen that through, through helping some of the people that they serve. Uh, so we have different families and different sizes and things like that. And we encourage, it's a good act of charity and mercy, uh, to adopt one of them and help them have a, a Christmas food. Generally, these are things they need, uh, you know, clothing and things like that. Uh, so I encourage you to at least look and see, see if you'd be interested in taking and adopting a family for Christmas. So that's there. Uh, also, I would just say another thing. Uh, we are in the midst of, of calculating and formulating next year's budget. So if you have not turned your pledge card back in yet, uh, we encourage you to do so. Uh, so we may at the annual meeting present uh, about But uh, if you have lost yours or, or forget it, you can either go on uh, electronically on notes from Patmos and fill out one. Uh, through a link on, on our email or on our website, or we'll be happy to get you another one. But uh, please do re uh, remember us and, and try to get those back in so we can prepare ourselves for the upcoming year. Uh, I think that is it. Well, there's one other thing I, I wrote about this this week, but uh, you've noticed a change probably in the service. Uh, this year is the 400th anniversary of the King James uh, Bible that we've had since I've been here. Uh, a good amount of requests to, 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 to use right one sum. 1030 service. I've uh, been very hesitant to do that, but there was uh, some of the youth from the UIC where you can say, no, it'd be awesome to do that. So we're trying it for a spell. So uh, y'all are doing really well, and I appreciate that. Uh, you have to remember, right one was sort of the intent of, of the poet, the, the language of that was intended to be read publicly uh, with, in a poetic manner and with intent uh, and meaning. So it's not conversational English as we know it, but it is different experience, so I encourage you to, to um, enjoy the experience and know that it will be over in January. So, um, there we go. So again, everyone, welcome. Ascribe to the Lord the honor to his name, bring offerings and coming to his courts.
made there by his one oblation of himself once offered, a full, perfect, and sufficient sacrifice, oblation, and satisfaction for the sins of the whole world. And an institute, and in his holy gospel, command us to continue. A perpetual memory of that his precious death and sacrifice until his coming again. For the night which he was betrayed, he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me.
trusting in our own righteousness, but in thy manifold and great mercy. We are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under thy feet, but thou art the same Lord whose poverty is always at mercy. Grant us, therefore, gracious Lord, so to meet the flesh of thy dear Son, Jesus Christ, and to drink his blood, that we may evermore dwell in him and he in us.
coming in power and great and glory we await. Make you steadfast in faith, joyful in hope, and constant in love. May you who rejoice in the first advent of our Redeemer and his second coming be rewarded with unending life. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you.